Hi everyone! Welcome back to my Teach English in China podcast. This is episode thirteen, and the topic is some do's and don'ts in the university EFL teaching context. The reason why we're focusing on the university setting today is because many of the EFL jobs that you will have、um, in China are in the University sector, and the other reason is that my guest today、um, has more experience in universities as well. My guest today is Ms. Huang, who has a lot of first-hand education experience in China and the UK on language learning and teaching, which has given her special insight. In why teachers from different background hold different beliefs and practices in teaching methodologies and approaches, she has been in a supervisory role in the EFL teaching department at a prestigious university in southern China. She has been managing a number of international teaching staff there, and is very familiar with the common issues. Caused by or to expats on a daily basis. I've known Miss Huang for quite a few years now and have been impressed by her dedication, integrity, and effectiveness as an EFL teacher and manager. She is highly respected by all her students, colleagues, and of course me. There is so much Miss Huang could share on EFL teaching and classroom management-related topics, but in today's episode, we'll be mainly focusing on some do's and don'ts in the classroom as a general guide for those who are newcomers to the EFL teaching scene in China. Good, good. It's so nice to talk to you today. So、um, it's actually raining quite a bit up north today, and hopefully you won't hear the thunder over the phone.、Um, how how is it? How is it in the south? Is the weather good?、Uh, it's hot. It's just、uh, bright and sunny. So it's really hot today here in Xiamen. Yeah, it's actually quite hot up here too.、Um, Anyway, that's summer. <laughs> so,、um, but anyway, I'm I'm so glad that you、uh, come onto my podcast. And like I said,、um, since you have so much experience and you're such a great teacher and supervisor, so、um, I'm really excited to talk to you about this、um, topic. So.、Um, Can you first just、uh, briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? Okay.、Um, uh, firstly, I'm really、uh, flattered. It's my pleasure to to share my experience, actually. And、uh, right now, I'm working as the head of the、uh, EFL teaching department、uh, in the university in Xiamen, and、uh, I think I. 
few experience um, working closely with foreign teachers from different part of the world. So I guess um, what I, I can do is share the experience and uh, give some probably tips about how to um, be a good teacher in China, especially in, in China, the, 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 the country. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, it, that's so true because, as we know, um, we've come across so many uh, foreign teachers in China, and they, a lot of times, they seem to have quite a difficult time um, adjusting to everything that's here. That's true. Yeah, so, and it's it's really always so painful for me to to see them struggling so actually uh, as I mentioned in, in my previous podcast this is one of the reasons why I'd like to do this podcast and just hopefully that with the sharing some of these experience and advice um, that can help them make their life a little bit easier <laughs> in China and... sure, sure. I think there should be somebody who uh, could do this for them because uh, my experience is uh, a lot of them really they are struggling especially at the beginning because they don't know anything and nobody uh, gives them some hate or some anything like suggestions so they simply just struggle yeah. so yeah that would be very helpful mm-hmm. the program for them yeah. So, um, so today we were uh, we we want to talk about a few things that they should do or they can do to help them, and also talk about a few things that they should not do <laughs> or best not, okay. not do. So, well, let, let's let's um, start with the ones that they should do or that that can be good for them. So, um, we together, you know, we we come up with this list and. The first one we have is um, that we suggest that they check with their supervisor to see if there's any specific classroom requirements, right? So in your experience, um, do most of these foreign teachers check with you um, if there's any requirements before they start a job? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, (laughs) So far, nobody ever... uh, talked with me about the classroom before they started teaching because I think most of them assume that the, for example they are uh, teaching speaking they assume they could easily move the chairs around and easily make uh, groups and pairs to make the conversation easier but uh, in China it's different situation most of the classrooms uh, don't have uh, movable chairs and most chairs actually are fixed on the floor so yeah I think they should check yeah. with the supervisors first so so you think the main reason is because they assume a lot right I think so because for example in the UK most um, classrooms, not lecture rooms, most uh, classrooms, uh, the chairs in the classrooms are movable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they 
they, they assume mm. uh, the same situation in China, but this is not true. Mm. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, so, so the, this is definitely, I think it's very important because if they if they check with uh, their supervisors and then they they know exactly what to expect and what to what to do so then when they start working they won't have to run into all these problems right yeah, because when they design classroom activities they mm-hmm. have to make a little adjustment based on the classroom seating so right. it will be uh, much easier if they they yeah know the classroom sitting in advance mm. yeah I, I think this is definitely a, a very important thing to remember so um, so speaking of uh, classroom activities uh, we we can move to the second piece of advice which is uh, what you have is uh, to plan activities involving physical movements, right? So why do you think this one is uh, an important thing to do? Um, I think most Chinese students, um, we uh, get used to the fixed chairs. So we tend to just sit quietly <laughs> without any movements mm-hmm. and this is what teachers expect us to do as well especially mm-hmm. in primary school and secondary school but uh, when we are teaching speaking English speaking um, I think it would be nice to 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 plan some activities involve movements Otherwise, students might just fall asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, my experience, if they could move around a little bit, even just walk to the front, mm-hmm. and the classroom will be more dynamic, and uh, they are more willing to participate in mm-hmm. the activities. Right. Okay. So, um, as mentioned, that a lot of the classrooms in China, the chairs and tables are fixed. So, in that case, uh, besides getting students up to the front or do something in front of the classroom or write something on the board, is there any any other uh, movements that you think teachers can? Uh, can can ask the students to do do you think if it would be helpful to ask the students say you know the front the front row uh, to turn around and uh, talk to the classmates behind them or would that be helpful too I think so yeah when we do conversations when we do um, group discussion it's always to talk nice to talk to face to face right mm-hmm. so I I do that a lot I ask students to, to turn around and face their partners or group members mm-hmm. yes that will help yes okay 
what about um, asking students to change their seats? <laughs> you know, that's that's something that I uh, I actually like to do, but I I understand that some students like don't like to, to cooperate. They feel like, oh, this is my seat. I don't want to move. <laughs> do, you, do you feel that uh, most students are like I, that? Yeah, I have some, some experience that most, well, some students are quite reluctant to move. Mm -hmm. But uh, the thing is, if you ask them to do at the very beginning, like first lesson, right. then they will do. <laughs> yeah. If if you don't do that that the first lesson, it will be much much more difficult to, right. to ask them to to cooperate. <laughs> yeah. So if you wanna do that, do that at the very be very beginning. Right, I completely agree <laughs> with this. Um, uh, also, I, I think maybe it'd be best for teachers when they ask students to move their their seats. The, the, don't apologize, you know, like, oh, sorry about the inconvenience or something, but be friendly yeah, and yeah. professional, right? <laughs> yeah, mm. be, be friendly, but be very uh, firmly. Right, be firmly. To, this is my classroom, <laughs> right. you have to follow my instructions right. at the very beginning. <laughs> right. uh, very critical, that's very critical. <laughs> okay, Yeah. great, yeah, yeah, once, once, um, I agree, once, once they get into this habit, most students are quite willing, uh, quite willing to 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 work this way, and sometimes they actually having they, they feel like they they're having fun too, right? Yes, yes, and they enjoyed the way that they could the idea that they could sit with their friends. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So. This uh, this next one we have is um, uh, be very specific in giving instructions. Um, it, uh, is is it because you you've seen a lot of teachers that uh, don't do this and therefore it caused some problems? I think so. It's so common. It's yes. I I have been a observing lots of classrooms and I think that happens quite a lot mm -hmm. as students just don't understand mm. um, even very easy little instructions and the problem with teachers is they don't realize the students actually don't understand their instruction mm -hmm. so they are kind of, you know, the teachers are talking and the students are not understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think my suggestion is be very specific in giving instructions. Don't assume they understand. Mm -hmm. They simply don't understand, especially at the beginning. I think it would help if you could the teachers could write their instructions on the blackboard mm. at the beginning mm. and uh, give one example to mm. follow the instruction. That will help, I think. Right, yeah, I, it, that's very important, I think, yeah. that That's a great idea for the first time, just write it on a board, maybe if the same type of instruction repeats several mm -hmm. times, then after several times, 
then they can just give a yeah, verbal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. Um, do you think also some teachers, when they give instructions, that the language that they use are beyond students' comprehension? So that could also be a problem? It's, it's also quite true, yes. Mm. Um, teachers um, give difficult instructions, and the language of the instructions are beyond their understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think. At the beginning, the teachers could um, try to break the instructions into maybe a few uh, shorter sentences and mm. easier sentences that will help. Yeah, that, that's a that's another great tip, I think. Yeah, it, it, this I know this <laughs> sounds like you know this is asking a lot of work from the teachers, but if they just spend some time to work this out. It'll help their classroom, uh, their teaching go much uh, more smoothly, right? I think so. Especially when you get it done at the very beginning, it will be much easier at um, later time. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so maybe it's also another good idea to, after they give the instruction, they can ask students like some yes or no questions to to make sure if that mm -hmm. they got what you mean, right? And uh, for me, I sometimes ask one student to explain the instructions to the, the other students. Mm. That might help as well because uh, students tend to understand their peers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that might help as well. But yeah, that, that's another great um, idea, right? Because also when their peers are talking, they pay more attention than they listen to the teachers, right? They're, they're probably more willing to, to understand. <laughs> yeah. They think if they're probably, we, we, they are willing to try as well because they think their classmates can understand them, they should. Right. You know, they try harder. <laughs> that. Yeah, that's so. In a way, that's like a positive peer pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that's good. Um, okay, so the next one we have is um, that you suggest that teachers have always have some backup plans for their classroom activities. Um, mm, why because, do you think um, this? Yeah, th things happen all the time, mm -hmm. like computer. That's true. The speaker could be broken, mm. and the, the the document you save in your hard disk could mm. be lost. <laughs> right. So yeah, for me, I always have backup uh, plans. Even I have a spare set of worksheets in case uh, something happened, so I can use the spare worksheets for the students. Mm. Probably an easy game or something to write on, mm -hmm. things like that, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so so this is in terms of uh, classroom facilities uh, breaking mm -hmm. down, right? So well, uh, do you think it's also, uh, an, it's also important that we have some backup plans in case some activities uh, don't turn out Work to be out. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. yeah. yeah. 
um, like sometimes we plan an activity, and then we when we are preparing, we you know realize that it might be too difficult for the students. Right. So when when they are doing one activity, you find out that wow, this is beyond their uh, capability. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can switch something else. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that this is another. This is very important. So, so then uh, the advice is to when when you when they prepare activities, uh, not only prepare more of the same kinds, and also prepare mm-hmm. a few different difficulty levels, right? I think yeah, I think so. It will help. Yes. Oh. Okay. Uh, all right. That sounds good. Um, the let's go to the next one. Um, the next one you you suggest that uh, teachers should also allow a choice in project assignments. Uh, the so in your experience, do most teachers just uh, give them uh, one choice? <laughs> um, I think this. <coughs> Uh, always nice to have. Uh, for me, I always have task A, task B, or even task C mm-hmm. uh, for the students, so they can choose. Actually, um, I don't know. I think uh, psychologically, that being able to choose uh, increases the students' motivation to learn. <laughs> That's true. That they become. An active learner, they mm. are more willing mm. to be part of the classroom learning process. Yeah, that so. that is that is very true, right? So if we give them a choice, they feel like they have some control over their studying, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. And also, um, students have different preferences. They their gender they you know, different gender, different age, mm. uh, culture, background, mm. that also will decide that uh, they have different preferences. Mm. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that's, that's true, because um, sometimes I think some teachers, uh, they, they'll pick, they'll pick a, a, a topic for a project that, for example, if they, they like certain type of music, then they, they'll ask the students to, to, to do this, but it may not be what the students are interested in, right? Um, this said, this said. Yeah, and also, um, I, I think also it happens a lot that, uh, from my experience, that some some of these uh, international teachers, they, they assume that Chinese students know what they know, like, for instance, in, in uh, like, parts of certain popular cultures, they... They may assume that the Chinese students have all seen this TV show or that TV show, in from the US or UK or whatever. So, but then, the students know nothing about it. Um. Well, it's very true. And um, well, the culture gap is is much bigger than we yeah. thought. So, yeah. So yeah. And. So, so in that case, I think, like you said, just give them a few options, like, or, uh, like in that case, let's say if it's have them to research on a movie, then 
maybe give the choice to the students and you know, they pick a movie, whatever they you know they're interested, rather than assign one for them. That's right. right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let them to let them choose themselves, and then you can the teacher can give the, uh, suggestions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. So all right, that sounds good. Um, the other one that you recommend that teachers do is to let students work in pairs or groups. Uh, it's uh, this is something. Um, this is something I think I've rarely seen. I mean, now nowadays probably a lot of Chinese English teachers tend to do that, but uh, it it was like. A very rare thing before, right? So, um, but do you do you feel that uh, for amongst international teachers, uh, do most of them do this, or or some of them don't? Um, well, it depends. I think um, well, most of foreign teachers, international uh, teachers, say they do pair work and groups, but the Yes, there are teachers say who who uh, actually don't um, break students into pairs and groups. Mm. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I think that uh, in students working pairs or groups is a more efficient way to to encourage students to to speak right. in the classroom. Mm -hmm. uh, especially Chinese students. Well, um, I think for myself, I I am a Chinese student. So I was a Chinese student, and I I think I was very afraid of speaking in front of the classroom all by myself. Mm -hmm. But if I I I had a partner or group member working with me, mm -hmm. uh, it would be easier, and I. Feel more confident mm -hmm. in speaking in front of the classroom. So I think most Chinese students um, will find it hard to speak in English or by him or herself. Mm -hmm. They will feel more comfortable with doing um, conversations with partners or other group members. Mm -hmm. It's part of Chinese culture. I think we are. Very afraid of losing yeah. face. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, there maybe there is also another uh, reason is that because all our students speak the same language, their their first language is all the same. So it's it, it, sometimes I I understand that from students' perspective, it may feel a little bit uh, weird to talk to you know your. <laughs> your classmates in English and so they may some of them may feel a little bit reluctant to do that right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah that is quite true uh, if with others doing the same thing they will feel more comfortable right that's true um uh there's a, I think that sometimes um Sometimes when, when some teachers ask students to work in pairs or groups that it just seems like it falls flat, uh, that nobody seemed to want to open their, their mouth. But uh, in that case, um, 
I find that sometimes is because the the topics, maybe the task, is a little bit too hard or too long, so that the students don't know where to begin. Do do you feel that、uh, that sometimes can be a problem? Yeah, that that is quite true.、Um, in that case, um, well, for me, I sometimes um invite one student、uh, to do conversation with me myself. Hmm. Uh, then, like an example, so they know where to go and、mm-hmm. what to do. Hmm. Um. At the beginning, try to give them easier. Task. Uh, yeah, that I think that's very important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to start with something easier, and then it can gradually increase the difficulty level, right? That's right. Yeah,、um, but、uh, sometimes also I I feel that some teachers do a little bit too much of pair work and group work, like in in the sense that throughout their One hour or an hour and a half class, every activity they have students do it in pairs and groups, and I feel that it's not necessary to that that you always have to do that. It depends on the nature of the task,、mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah.、Um, I think、um, it also depends on. The individual student.、Mm-hmm. Um, if you find this very student who are maybe quite ready to do individual presentation or things like that, probably we should ask one or two students to come up in the front and do one presentation or small talk.、Mm-hmm. Uh, That will also encourage the other students. That well, we can do this, right? We can speak alone,、mm-hmm. and so yes, we. I think we do need to like、um, do some individual. Ask students to do some individual、uh, talk、mm-hmm. or speech sometimes. Yeah, yeah. That 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 type of、uh, yeah individual presentation or some, but also. Um, I find that if it, if the task is like a relatively straightforward with one、uh, correct answer, that, like like fill in the、mm-hmm. blanks or or、mm-hmm. or like a reading comprehension、uh, questions with multiple、mm-hmm. choice, that type of questions, I I feel that if there is only one correct answer, sometimes it's not. Um, not completely necessary to have students work in pairs or groups because they, I sure, find, yeah, yeah, they, 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 for those type of questions, they, even if we ask them to sit in a group or do it in pairs, they still end up doing, um, doing it on, on an individual basis anyway. So,、mm-hmm. so I, I think it. The 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 pairs and the groups works will work the best if the. If the task is like an open question, you know, discuss, say, plan, ask the pair or group to plan a perfect vacation or something that type of、uh, activity, right? Sure. When we do like probably vocabulary, grammar, kind of、uh, some exercises, of course we can do that individually. Hmm. 
Yeah, Be- because I, I've uh, I've known this one uh, American teacher who likes to do uh, group competition a lot, which I, I think it's good. It encourage students to to compete with each other and all that. But mm-hmm. but but she does it like in every class and every activity, and I, I think. What happened in the end is that the students felt too competitive, like everything was about winning, and mm-hmm. and and that um, can kind of negatively impact some classroom dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. So, for me, I think um, uh, one class arrangement should uh, involve different kind of activities mm. uh, individual work pair work and uh, group work we have to switch one yeah. to the other mm-hmm. every i don't know 10 minutes <laughs> yeah. or even five minutes, five minutes based yeah. on student uh based on students um capability or students whatever situation mm-hmm. so we cannot stick to one right like pair work all the time in right, right, right. 45 minutes yeah Yeah, we have to switch all the time so Mm. that's the class will be more dynamic and students stay awake yeah (laughs) i uh, completely would agree with that uh but uh, anyway in general it's it's a good idea to to have the students work in pairs and groups because as we said a lot of chinese students tend to be more passive learners and if we don't put them in in pairs or groups they'll they'll just end up not talking at all in the whole class. That's right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so the, the, the last um, piece of advice that we have uh, for teachers is to to go and observe some other teachers' classes uh, periodically so that they can get some uh, ideas and suggestions. Um, so in your experience, do most international teachers uh, do this or not? Um, I have to say that, um, well, our Chinese teachers, like me, we go and observe quite a lot of other teachers, both international uh, teachers' classes and Chinese teachers' classes. But for some reason, I don't know, uh, international teachers um, seldomly go and observe other teachers' classes. Um, it's not their problem. I think it's probably my problem. I never <laughs> But some, some teachers do, some international teachers do approach me and ask if they can go to other teachers' classes. Of course, they are most welcome. Uh-huh. Um, so for future, well, advice, I think, um, yeah, well, international teachers or us Chinese teachers, we should really go and observe other teachers' classes. I myself feel um, sitting in other teachers' classes always, always benefit a lot. Even things that I don't approve or I don't think that activity is a good idea, I could, you know, learn to avoid right. <laughs> my right. own classroom. Yeah. So, sitting in other teachers' 
classrooms always always benefit i think yeah i that's i think that's completely true um so so maybe perhaps uh, this 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 is related to the very first uh, uh piece of advice um in that in the beginning we we mentioned that uh they should always check with their supervisor on any classroom requirements so maybe you can make a classroom observa- observation one of the <laughs> requirements <laughs> or uh, yeah i think the thing is, uh, it's probably there are not enough communications between international teachers and Chinese teachers. Mm-hmm. So, so probably international teachers, uh, they can ask. Uh, for me, I should be uh, more. I don't know. I should invite. Yes. So, <laughs> uh, in the future, I think I will invite my all my teachers to. To observe classes all together, it's, it's, it's probably my fault in my <laughs> case. <laughs> no, I, I, I think sometimes uh, also because some some international teachers they, you know the, the the reality is that a lot of them they come and go. You know they they stay here for one year and they move to another school the next year. So some of them maybe feel that oh why bother? You know I'm only going to be here for one year. Why should I spend so much time, you know, doing all these things that I, I can, uh, <laughs> I don't have to do. So I, I think there's also a part of this mentality on on the teacher's part. So, but but the, regardless, I mean, I think even if they are only staying there for one year, it's still like you say beneficial for them to to learn. Mm-hmm. About yeah. all these things. It's interesting that the well, well, the university actually has a specific policy that uh, all the teachers we should go to observe certain numbers of classes, mm-hmm. like six classes in one semester. Oh. But we don't have the same policy, mm-hmm. the same requirements for the international teachers. Yeah. That- um, that that's probably something I think the universities should try to change. You know, they should put that in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but I mean, for international teachers, if you really want to be a good teacher, if you want to improve your teaching skills, um, observing classes is always a very very good way to learn. Yeah, I, I everyone has its limits. You know, not. That there's always something that we can learn from other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So these are these are the the, the do's that we have, and of course, um, there are probably many more things that teachers should do or could do to help. But uh, but but today, I, I think these are some good ones to start with. Let's move to the don'ts. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. 
So for, for don'ts, I, I think a very important one that we put in the top of the list is uh, <laughs> don't talk about politics or religion. Um, why do you think this one is very important? Um, it's quite sensitive to talk about politics and religions in Chinese universities classroom. Um, if you have to talk about politics, try to be more objective, not to give your personal opinions. Mm. Uh, and uh, about religion, I think I would say try to avoid talking <laughs> about religion. It's difficult to set a boundary. Right. I mean, this is, because it's very sensitive, and mm. sometimes we. We don't know mm. where is the boundary, so we better just avoid it. Yeah. And also, actually, this um, it is quite. I don't know. This uh, policy, uh, which is written in teachers' handbook for mm. Chinese students. I mm. mean, uh, for Chinese teachers. I mean, um, we don't talk about religion. <laughs> yeah. So for international teachers, mm. I think it's. These are, like you say, first of all, it's it's a university policy, um, but also even if even if let's say a university does not have the or the government doesn't have this type of policy, it's it's also kind of good to avoid giving personal opinions, like you say. You know, you can give factual. Information about it, but mm -hmm. don't no need to go into personal opinions because who's to say that you know who has the best opinion or the most correct opinion? We we could all be wrong about something, and so yeah, I think it's not just, just in Chinese universities classroom. Right. When I was in the UK, uh, studying in the UK university, well, at the same time I had. Uh, classroom from Taiwan and the teacher, the tutor, he wouldn't talk about anything about Taiwan or mm. China because he was really sensitive to mm. talk about it. Mm. And yeah, it's difficult to, 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 to know the boundary. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think uh, I've, I've come across a lot of uh, foreigners in China that have really strong opinions about certain things about politics or religion they, they just feel that they they are they they are the authority in that <laughs> in that in that subjects and they they want to push everybody else to to accept what they think and then I, I think whether it's on a personal level or on a policy level that's just not a good thing to do um, so especially in a classroom setting, definitely mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> avoid this. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, the the second one we have is um, not to confront students in class. Uh, is this? Have you ever come across some 
international teachers that actually have done this? I think actually I had a few experiences about this. Things got really ugly. I mean, well, it's probably yes, it, it is students' um, fault,、mm-hmm. but、um, it would be um, um, nicer if the teacher could talk about it with students after class or、uh, privately, so that、um, student that student. Did it actually get into some kind of、uh, physical、uh, conflict, or it was just a verbal exchange? Um, I think not the serious physical contact,、mm. but quite serious verbal、mm. um, confront. Yes. Yeah. I think the student. The case was the student forgot his. Textbook.、Uh-huh. And the teacher asked him to go back to his dormitory to 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 bring his textbook back, but the student wouldn't do that, and they got into really serious verbal conflict.、Uh-huh. Things go and badly. Yeah. Yeah. Did the teacher get fired in the end? Or not actually, but. It was a bad experience for him, and he got really upset.、Mm. And the students got really upset as well. And、mm. students like wrote complaint letters to supervisors, to even the president of the university, things like that.、Oh. So either way, it's not good. Yeah,、so. I'd imagine.、Uh, even if a teacher doesn't get fired in that situation, it'll make his or her. Job much more unpleasant or difficult afterwards. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Unpleasant. Yeah. Experience for him as well.、Mm. Yeah. It's it's a.、Uh, I mean, it's just a student forgetting the the textbook. It it's <laughs> very simple. It's very small thing, you know, and it ex it gets escalated into this big.、Uh, Ugly event. That's really unfortunate. So that's why, yeah, we we suggest that、uh, teachers really、uh, try not to confront students in front of the class. You know, so your your、mm-hmm. advice would be,、um, would be to talk to the students in private、uh, after class, maybe. I think so. Or. I don't know. It's um, it's it happens in all culture. I think that people don't like to be questions in front of the public, right? Right. Especially Chinese students. Um, they are very afraid of afraid of losing face、mm-hmm. in front of their their peers,、mm. their classmates. So if you talk to him, probably 
uh, not in the classroom, even outside the classroom, talk to him, well, probably firmly that you need to go back to, to, to get your textbook. That will be probably things wouldn't uh, end up so badly. Mm. Yeah. So the, the teacher, yeah, it could probably just, you know, for the for the for that period of class, just have him or her share the the book with the classmate or something, and then go back to the dorm between the breaks or something like that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. So so <laughs> the advice for teachers is really to. To, to you know take a deep breath when there's something like that happens and and not uh, react uh, that emotionally right um, yeah it actually had... hello yeah hello yeah uh, sorry yeah. <laughs> it's good Great connection so I think just not uh, confront them mm-hmm. in France his or her classmates mm. and uh, try a more gentle solution. Yeah. So would you say that teachers should do this for uh, all different kinds of problems? Like this this case that you, you mentioned that was just forgot the class uh, forgot the textbook. What if it's some behavior issues? Like if if a student refuses to cooperate uh, in the class, would you say that teachers should do the same? Um, or can they, in this case, be a little bit more firm in their um, attitude? I, I agree. I think I agree that teachers should be uh, firm when it comes to students' discipline or things like that. Um, you know, as a teacher, uh, they assess students, right? So be very clear with the students at the very beginning. Um, well, bad behaviors or, well, academic performance, bad academic performance could, could, you know, they could fail the course. They could take the um, the consequences of failing the the class, right? Mm-hmm. And they are adult, and they are university level students. They will understand, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, so relating to this advice, it, it'd be best for the teachers to to lay out all the classroom rules in the beginning, right? So then. So then, when yeah. when students uh, violates any of these rules, then they don't have that much of a reason to to argue with the teachers <laughs> in a way. And also, I think um, actually that happens quite a lot when uh, the teachers, international students, uh, teachers, um, don't know what to do when. There are really bad uh, behaviors in the classroom, and I suggest the teachers to go to their their the the, the students. Uh, we call that the student counselor. Mm-hmm. 
will handle the problem with the students. So the teachers don't confront the students, but that the admin staff do that. Instead, mm. that would be easier, I think. Yeah, that that I think that's a great idea. In in case you know, if the teachers doesn't know what to do or students are being mm-hmm. really bad, then it is, it is a、uh, best that they 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 get some other, like you said, the class counselor or other administrative staff to handle this, and so then they can the teachers can continue with the. Doing the actual teaching as opposed to spending so much time trying to solve this problem.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because counselors, counselors, they have their way to handle with <laughs>、right. students, and then they have policy, certain policies、mm. uh, on bad behaviors in classrooms. Mm. The, yeah. So the, the teachers could. Just simply report、right. bad behaviors、mm. to the counselors, so、mm. that them do the job. That yeah, that's a that's a great advice. <laughs> okay, all right. So the next one, it's somewhat、um, can be a little bit related to this、uh, last one,、uh, is that we、uh, we advise teachers to avoid initiating any physical contact with students.、Um, do you mean? Uh, physical contact in terms of、uh, conflict, because of conflict, or because of some, or because of some, you know, uh, uh, some some just some physical contact in general.、Um, mm, I actually have a very typical experience、uh, example about this. I had a. Once I had a really good coworker、uh, working closely with me,、uh, with one the same one class、uh, staff students, one group of students, and well, he is from Britain, and he had、uh, this habit of patting people's shoulders when talking to them.、Mm. Uh, you know、mm. what I mean when when he. <laughs> Was asking students questions. He gently pat students' shoulders.、Mm. Uh, not just to female students, but also male students.、Oh. I think it was perfectly fine with him、mm-hmm. in his culture.、Mm. I don't know.、Um, <laughs> and most students were okay with that,、mm. but. There were like two students who were not. And the thing is, the student, ah,、uh, they went to supervisors. They went to the dean, and they even wrote a complaint letter. Ah.、Oh. Uh, so things got really, really ugly, and、uh, these two stu- students um actually kind of ask other students to to join their le- letter to sign their names, not、ah. to not to you know not、uh, to let the teacher continue、ah. his teaching 
So my coworker was really upset, and then he quit his job. Ah.、Oh. Uh, so that that was a really bad lesson. Yeah. I think、uh, if、uh, I know that there are different cultures.、Mm. Um, if he could ask students at the beginning that if it is okay, or if he could sense that maybe some students、mm. were not comfortable. Right. Well, part of the reason is well, I also. Afterwards, I talk to the students. If you are not feeling comfortable, you can, well, tell your teachers directly、mm. at the beginning. Right? If the teacher didn't listen to you and continue his behavior, you could you could do something bad.、Um, ask the teacher first instead of go to some authorities. Yeah, I think that's really fair.、Uh, because it, if the students didn't even give the teacher a chance to to know to realize that, yeah, he didn't realize、mm, that the、yeah. students were not comfortable、yeah. with that. Do you think also there could be a reason that it's because some of the stu- students don't like that teacher in other ways, and then they use this opportunity to. To kind of <laughs> get back, <laughs> I mean, I would hate、um, to think that's true, it's, but it's also possible.、Mm. But yes, so that's what sometimes teachers we have to protect ourselves as well. Yeah, right. You know, there are some students who are, you know, they <laughs> they are capable of、yeah. doing things. Yeah. So. We also need to protect、uh, ourselves. Right. So by protecting ourselves, we should. Well, at the beginning, we should talk to the students or、mm. the teacher. I mean, he could probably talk to me,、mm. and then I could find a way、mm. to talk to the the authority and explain things for him as well. Right. Uh, yeah, I I just want to mention a little bit about this this physical contact. I, I'm to me, I'm thinking,、uh, I don't know how this this one British teacher did,、uh, but I, I'm thinking if let's say you know if he's standing behind a student, if he uses let's say if he stands behind one student and if he uses his right hand to tap. The student's left shoulder. To me, I think that's just gently, lightly touch it. To me, I don't think that would be a problem at all. But I wonder if he like used his right hand to touch the student's right shoulder, because then, in that case, you know, it feels like he's kind of <laughs> like really close. You know close. what I mean? Yeah, too close. <laughs>
questions. Mm. So then, yeah, then you know, in that case, I think it really is just uh, students are are being a little bit too. Uh, it's overreacted a little bit, I think. Yeah. Uh, I I have said that, that I know that students have other issues with him mm. at the same time. So it, it might be true that they just use this to to get rid of him. Yeah, that that could be. I hate it. to say this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be true. I think it's it's unfortunate, but but then at the same time, I think we we uh suggest that teachers it's it's the safest thing to do is just to avoid physical contact at all right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'd be the safest thing okay all right um so the the next one we have is uh, uh we we suggest that the teachers not assume anything uh including whether it's uh as we said in the beginning, assume any any classroom settings or facilities or any uh, students' prior knowledge or any practices or conventions and all that. I think this this could be a big topic, but it's uh, to 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 make it a, a quick point is just to to keep an open mind about things and not. Uh, assume anything at all right just ask specifically for information yeah i think so that would always help and the culture gap i think is much bigger than we thought Mm -hmm. and uh, normally in my university uh international uh teachers are assigned a Mm co-teacher so so it always helps that you can check with your co-teacher before you, you decide anything. I mean, classroom settings and students' prior knowledge, students' motivation, mm. things like that. Anything that you can check with your co-teacher first. Yeah, right. Anything that's, that that will happen during the teaching process, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, this kind of relates to the previous point about physical contact. Like you said, maybe what the teacher did was perfectly normal in his own country, but mm-hmm. then uh, then he just assumed it would be okay to do it here. So, yeah, that's so. Yeah, it, that, I think this is very important. I think I have another example. Like uh, in other culture, I think it's perfectly okay for teachers to sit on the desk uh, right, right. <laughs> desk, yeah. and then talk to the teachers once i did that too <laughs> then uh then one inspector from the university you know the inspectors who, who would uh, walk around and observe teachers classes and make sure the classes are normally normally uh, conducted mm. And then there was this um, lady who I didn't realize was an inspector from the university. Mm-hmm. Just uh, asked me to go outside the classroom and specifically tell me I, I shouldn't sit on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
focus on them. And if there are too many things, then students get distracted and probably end up not learning anything. Yeah, yeah, they would、uh, lose their confidence and they motivation.、Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I think we've covered so much. Even though、um, I think there's still a lot to to discuss, and maybe for future episodes <laughs> if you have time. But、um, so, re- relating to these topics for today,、uh, is there anything else that you would like to add? By saying sharing so much that、uh, the teachers wouldn't be panicked. <laughs> <laughs> right.、Uh, actually, I I would like to say most. I would say most students and and well, um, teachers, Chinese teachers. Ah,、uh, we people are very nice to to international teachers. I agree.、Mm, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. They. They. Students show up more in international teachers' classrooms, <laughs> and they、yeah. they are more I don't know cooperative. I think, <laughs>、yeah. and uh, and the, the attendance is always better than Chinese teachers'、mm. classrooms. <laughs> so I would say most of all, your experience in China as a teacher will be a nice one. Yeah, I I completely agree. I mean, today we are talking so much. It's not because we want to scare them away <laughs> or make it seem <laughs>、yeah. like it's so difficult. It's it's actually not. And th- as we said, you know, as long as they keep an open mind and and、uh, just try to 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 uh, uh, keep keep this goal of. Helping students in mind, I think everything、mm-hmm. will be will be good, and the students can see when a teacher is is responsible or not.、Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they see、mm-hmm. that this is a good teacher, this is well well intentioned teacher, even if if you are not doing a great job in in other areas, they will still you know respect you and being cooperative yeah, yeah. in class. So,、mm-hmm. yeah, most of the international. Teachers have great experience teaching. I don't know other universities, but teaching Jimei University,、mm. and、uh, well, some of them had have stayed more than ten years. I think even a few of them settled down and、uh, you know have family. family here. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's always nice to see that.、Uh-huh. Yeah.、Um, okay. Great. Thank you so much. So.、Um, If if anyone wants to、uh, get connected with you, or if they have any questions for you, or they want a job <laughs> at your your college, and and、uh, how how would you want them to、uh, to contact you?、Uh, well,、uh, they can write me emails and or at me. Uh, where we chat.、Uh, so my account is two seven two five zero zero five six eight zero at qq dot com. I repeat two seven two five zero zero five six eight zero at qq dot com. Okay. Okay. 
to my 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 QQ email, okay. email mm-hmm. address. You could always write me email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanna want a job, I could forward your resume to the uh, HR office. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Uh, I'll I'll uh, I'll also include your email in in my uh, podcast notes, so they they can easily okay. refer to. And just 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 to mention to the listeners too that uh, this university that Shixiang is working at is called Jimei University, G I M E I University, which is a very beautiful campus. <laughs> I love it so much uh, because I've been there so many times, and I, it's it's a great campus. Um, and Xiamen is a great city. <laughs> so, so if you ever uh, want want to work in southern China, I think this would be a great um, school that you can uh, try. And Shixiang would be would be a great supervisor to work for. <laughs> so. Um, All right, so so it was so nice talking to you, Shixiang, again, and uh, I I hope in the future, if you have more time, we can explore more um, topics relating to teaching English in China. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for inviting me. All right. So, okay, I'll I'll let you go and uh, talk to you later. Okay, bye. So I ended up uh, discussing uh, with Shixiang for much longer than I anticipated. Um, there seems to be always so much to talk about uh, with her in terms of teaching and classroom management and all that. But uh, anyway, um, as you can see, um, the most important thing is to keep an open mind uh, when you get here and do not assume anything, uh, which is a very important uh, first step. And as long as you can do that, uh, you can talk to um, your superior, your co-workers or students uh, with a much more efficient and effective manner. Um, because that that you have a open mind and you do not have a pre- preconceived notion of anything. Um, okay, so um, as uh, I mentioned, there's a lot of things that uh, could be said on this topic, topic but uh, again, these are just uh, a few that you can start with. And... Um, I look forward to your feedback uh, or any questions. And again, if you want to get hold of uh, Ms. Huang Shixiang um, with any inquiries for job or doing the job or anything that's related to the topic that we discussed today, you can reach her at the um, at her email uh, or the WeChat app. Uh, that I've uh, posted on the show notes. All right, so again, thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking to you next time.